coming to you from beautiful Santa Barbara, California. Promoting peace, healthy living, and happiness. It's the Peace Podcast with host Barbara Gon Mueller. Hello, this is Barbara Gon Mueller, and I welcome you to peacepodcast.org. As you know, we are now celebrating over 50 peace podcasts with heroes, my heroes, my heroes for peace, and people who have really been mentors to so many of you. Thank you for your emails, and thank you for watching us today. Again, this is peacepodcast.org, and we're brought to you for peace, happiness, and healthy living. And you know, with all three of those, we can have peace on the planet. You're in for a treat today. And you're also going to receive a primer, a peace primer that you can download and make it your own and bring it to your family and to the people you love. This is a Rotarian month. A Rotarian month means that they celebrate a certain idea. This month, we're going to celebrate peace. This is a peace month in the Rotary world. And I couldn't have a better guest. His name is Brian Farr. Before we have Brian talk, I'm just going to tell you a little bit about his illustrious career. He was both a public and a private attorney for over 40 years. He doesn't look it, but that's okay. And chief legal counsel to the governor of the state of Utah. But I'm really proud because he and his daughter produced Voices of Friendships, a celebration of children, cultural diversity, music, friendships, and life an international choir festival prior to the 2002 Winter Olympic Games. He is the past chair of the Rotary Action Group for Peace, and I am a member of the Rotary Action Group for Peace, and I love doing that. In the latest issue of the Rotarian Magazine, our international president talked about the Rotary Action Group for Peace. Brian Farr, I want to welcome you. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. Nice to be with you. Thank you. Brian, uh, before we got on today, you started to tell me how you got involved with peace and how you got involved with Rotary. Could you give us a little synopsis of what does peace mean to you and why did you get involved with Rotary? Uh, peace, peace to me. Uh, I think peace to me has to do with living in harmony with what I refer to as the source of wisdom, love, and light. And I think when we come into harmony with that source, the, the majority of the world's population would consider that source to be God, but there are people who consider it to be something else. And, but whatever it is, living in harmony with the source seems to bring harmony within and helps that to radi radiate outward. Short answer to your first question. Uh, I could go on and on about that. The, the second question about how did I get engaged with Rotary is I have a daughter who came home one day and told me she was a Rotary Peace Fellow. I said, what does that mean? She said, it means I'm going to England to study for a year and a half to become a Rotary Peace Fellow. And because of that, I got roped in by local Rotarians to go to the first Rotary Peace World Peace Symposium, which was held in Salt Lake City just prior to the uh, international convention here. They had asked my daughter to say a prayer, and so they invited me to come and Hear the prayer and it cost me four hundred and seventy five dollars to hear that short prayer because <laughs> i had to register Worth every penny, right? yeah but one of the keynote speakers was uh, chuck keller who's a past president of rotary international and one of the architects of the peace fellow program and 
wrote and Chuck is uh, he's, he's he has the presence of an English barrister he's he's passed away recently but but he spoke in grand terms and he brought the people to their feet <laughs> it was a great talk and he said some things in there that I had I've been working on uh, on prior peace projects that I was working with and and uh, they resonated with me and so somehow he ended up talking me into going to Bangkok to become a Rotary Peace Fellow as well. So your uh, daughter he, was a first Peace Fellow. You uh, heard the president and you became a Peace Fellow yourself in Bangkok? Yes. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Talking to Chuck, he, he thought I should do that. And I didn't see any way I could take a leave of absence from work, but somehow the pieces fell together and I did it. Uh, when, when Chuck was talking, he made three important points. He said, we need to find a new path to peace. What we're doing is not working. Secondly, he said, we need to better understand root causes of violence and better address them. And third, he said, we need to better engage the grassroots. And his statement was, peace is not a spectator sport. It requires the efforts of all. And those were the three things that I had already been working on. And the main reason I went to Bangkok was to try to get a better understanding of root causes of violence. Well, I love that. Peace is not a spectator sport. It is not, it is an internal combustion where you just believe that peace is possible and you bring it with you wherever you go. Is that correct? I think so. You think so? Well, I'll yeah. tell you. <laughs> and helping others to find it within themselves and to spread it to others. Well, there, it's, it, there's a magic formula. If you're at peace, you can pretty much determine your life in a way that will bring peace to others, no matter where you are. And Brian, I have so much respect for you because when you were the chair of the Rotary Action Group for Peace, so many things happened. We have Peace Fellows, we have Rotaracts, we have so many things. And this is the 116th year of Rotary International and February 23rd is our anniversary. And Brian, you've been a Rotarian for how long now? Uh, about 14 years. Well, tell me, what do you appreciate most about being a Rotarian? We're just going to do a little commercial here because there's a lot of people out there who don't realize that Rotary is a vehicle for peace. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't think people understand Rotary until they've attended one of the international conventions. And one of the things I love about Rotary is the, the broad base of support of people from all nationalities, all religions, uh, the great diversity and coming together in a spirit of friendship and love and and uh, one of the one of the uh, objectives of Rotary is to uh, build world understanding, goodwill, and peace, and that resonates with me. And I, I appreciate the goodwill and all of all of the good that Rotary does in the world. Well, you know, I read uh, recently in the Rotarian magazine that what builds inner peace, service above self. Every time I'm miserable, and that happens once in a while, I go to the store and I help a homeless person who's standing outside and I say, what can I get for you today? I just do something for somebody. And then that service above self brings me back to my own harmony and my own peace. You make a great point. And when people think about that peace starts within, they sometimes think that you somehow have to have peace within before you can spread peace, before you can find peace. And and it's really looking outside of yourself that helps you find the peace within, as you have said, and, and serving others. So the service of love self is a great thing. I, I, I recently saw a group of uh, people that kind of a, an ad hoc group that were going on a tour of Israel. And they were 
people from all over, but one of them was a gang leader from the Los Angeles area. And the, the trip was transformative to him because he was with a lot of different people that uh, got along well and treated each other well. And he said that, <clears throat> that he grew up in pain and he felt like if he felt pain, he was gonna have other people feel pain. And that's, that's why he was heading that gang, to inflict pain on others because they were feeling pain. And they, they somehow couldn't see, I mean, once he went on this trip, he could see that he could also do the opposite of that, that he could serve, that he could uh, reach out to others, that there was love out there that could be found. And it was just a transformation to him. And I think that's one of the, challenges of peace is to is to reach into those communities that are feeling pain and show show them the way to more uh, love peace more happiness is as one of your goals you know it's certainly one of mine it's it's so hard to hear that a person grew up in pain yep both you and i know that a child, as you said, in your piece of peace, deserves to be happy and peaceful. When I was a little girl, my grandfather, I grew up in a family that loved me. And I, my grandfather said to me, you know, you're going to be a peacemaker someday. I said, Grandpa, I don't even know what that is. And he said, well, why do you think I immigrated from Hungary to come to the United States at 17 with $5 in my pocket. And I said, well, I don't know, Grandpa. I thought you wanted to go on a boat ride. Are you, no, I didn't want to go on a boat ride. I wanted to have wars end. And Hungary was about to enter World War I with so much of the world, and I couldn't take it. I want you to be a peacemaker. And I said, okay, Grandpa, I'll be a peacemaker. And he said, it starts with collecting stamps. You need to know that you're just not a San Diegan that there's a world out there. So we collected stamps and I looked at the globe and he told me where things were and we played games around peace. How can we bring peace to the world? Well, long story short, I joined Rotary. I'm one of the first women to join Rotary. And I see, wait a minute, there's a group of 35,000 Rotarian clubs trying to bring peace on the planet. Oh, please, please, please let that be true. So Brian, is it going to happen in our lifetime? Are we going to have peace on our dear planet? That's a hard question. You want me to say yes, right? <laughs> uh, I think we can. I think we can make significant progress, and I, and I think uh, sometimes even challenges like COVID uh, have silver linings. I think COVID has made a lot of people kind of s uh, step back and think about things that are really important. So I think there's an opportunity for peace there. Uh, somehow the violent uh, and divisive rhetoric needs to be tied to, uh, tuned, tuned way down. But uh, I think I'm, I'm hopeful. I think there's uh, opportunities and, and, and people I think mostly are basically good. They just need to find the way to be good together. <clears throat> well, your story of that gang member just really touched my heart because he said he grew up in pain and he had to experience love in a different way. 
And he did. And that's why I do these peace podcasts, because I want people to learn from the mentors who are telling them that it's possible and that you may not believe it until you practice it. And as Brian said, you may not believe it to become a Rotarian will bring peace. And you go to an international convention, you are blown away by the numbers of people who believe that peace is possible in service above self. You know, Brian, you created a primer, and I call it your piece of peace. Is that the correct name? Uh, something like that. Your piece of peace is it's living and linking your piece of peace. Living and linking your piece of peace. Now, I'm telling a little commercial here because at the end of your uh, description underneath your peace podcast, I'm going to put the link for your primer. Now, this primer gives you... Give us a couple of reasons why we should download that primer and read it. Uh, partly because it's brief. It doesn't take very long <laughs> in, this, in, this, in this day of soundbite communication. Um, the, the genesis of it came, I mean, I, I was looking at, again, back to, to President Keller's comments about addressing root causes of violence. And so I, 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 I looked at root causes of violence, which to me, three of the big ones are First of all, the motivations that pushes somebody to, to violence, which often are built, uh, revolve around some kind of selfishness or self-centeredness or uh, some sense of injustice, real or imagined. Uh, the second one is the <clears throat> rationalizations that people go through and justifications to allow them to be violent to somebody else and feel like they're still an okay person. And that's the, the demeaning of the other, the in Rwanda, the aggressors referred to the their victims as cockroaches, I mean, a, a term that just wounds me to the soul. You you uh, refer to another human being as a cockroach so that you can go step on them and inflict violence on them. And so we have this these rationalizations that somehow give us a comfort level to make us feel justified in inflicting violence on another. And the third big thing is education and culturalization. And uh, my daughter once was in Jerusalem and she heard some children singing and it was a beautiful song they were singing in, in a language she didn't understand so she would talk to them and ask them what they were singing and they were singing about what awful people this, this other group was in this beautiful kind of song and and so culturalization I mean I there's I, I have a friend that um, has been working with uh, a government in the Middle East to try to work on school curriculum because the school curriculum has been uh, directed that way where they're vilifying the other groups that are not themselves and and the, the leaders of the country wanted to try to tamp that down a bit and, and get more harmony going so he's he's been working with them on their school curriculum so the culturalization is a part of it uh, the primer is meant to address those those things and then and then the mass violent piece where you have usually some negative charismatic leader who stirs people up often for their own goals. Um, and, and then uh, the other component of that is individuals. You don't get violence without the, comp without the cooperation of individuals who are inflicting it. And sometimes that happens because uh, they feel so incensed by this person that stirred them up. And if, and, 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 then sometimes um, it's because uh, there's so much peer pressure put on them. 
that when if they think they if they speak against this this wave that's going then all of a sudden they're the villain and and the crowd turns against them so there's a lot of interesting dynamics in it but but the the primer primer tries to address those things in the simplest possible fashion it tries to uh, just put out some core principles that anybody can do. The, the first principle that I think is worth mentioning is that where the title comes from, and that is that you may not be responsible for world peace, but you are responsible for your peace, double entendre, your own inner peace and your peace of world peace. And so this is just trying to, the primer is supposed to, is, its intent is to stimulate some thinking uh, within people and to help them to see uh, how they can be more impactful in finding peace in their own life and spreading peace in the world. And then it, it lists some resources they can turn to for a little more information. That is so beautiful. I love the word harmony. Harmony. But I also know that if you haven't had a life of harmony, it's harder to bring it to others and you have to work harder. Um, it's just what it is. And so, you know, sometimes education is the answer. And right now we have opportunities with COVID-19 to be home and to maybe watch peacepodcast.org and enjoy people like <laughs> Brian Farr. I'm so delighted you're here, Brian. And you also Thank have you. this priest primer, primer that is a very easy way for you to secure peace. And I remember reading one thing. You said, um, every child deserves a fair opportunity. And I don't know if I read that in your primer, but I read it somewhere you wrote it. And you said, what? It's in, it's in the primer. It's right right on the inside cover. It says it, it's kind of a belief that every child deserves a fair opportunity at life. And, and we ought to be trying to build a world that gives that to them, that, that gives them the chance for full flowering of the human spirit and to feel, to feel the full depth of their humanity instead of just being cankered by hate and violence. And, we need, we need to present that kind of environment where they can flourish and thrive. The sun should rise for them. Well, you think about that, Brian, that if a person has that opportunity to thrive, what a contribution they will make to our planet. Everybody, I, here's my personal philosophy, that everybody's born with a destination. I believe we all have a destiny in us, that we have something that we were born to do. And you can't find it if you're always fighting. You're fighting yourself, fighting the world, because you haven't got the opportunity to discover your own joy. Now, I just interviewed um, Douglas, Honorable Douglas Roach. He wrote the book, Recovery, Peace Prospects in the Biden Era. And in there, he said, the bottom line of your destiny is joy. If you're joyful about what you're doing, are you joyful, Brian, about what you're doing? Uh, I try to be, and I mostly am, but there are some things that distract me. That happens. But underneath, if you can find that joy, then people say to me, I'm on a couple of radio shows every once in a while, and they say, how did you find your destiny? And I said, well, it's quite easy if you pay attention, pay attention yeah. to how you feel when you're doing something. If you're miserable, well, maybe that's not your destiny, but maybe you have to plan how to make yourself more available to your own issues that you're facing and more available to the world you're living in. And sometimes it's a simple hello to somebody. Do you know, for the beginning, when I was wearing my mask everywhere, I wasn't talking to anybody. 
I stopped doing that the other day. I started saying hello to people. They almost yeah. fell down. Yeah. They couldn't believe I was saying hello. What well, the masses is above our voice, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we can still well, say hello. And yeah. our energy goes to them. Our peace goes to them. Brian, yeah. your turn. A, a, a scripture that means a lot to me says, men are that they might have joy. And of course, that includes women. But uh, and and I I believe that that source of joy is coming into harmony with the source of wisdom, love, and light. And wisdom, uh, and, love, and, and light. That's and, so and one of one of the one of the um, addendums, uh, the enrichment materials for the primer, that I think is on the Rotarian Action Group's website, has to do with finding happiness and joy in life, and it it. Uh, it comes from a time when I was feeling a bit discouraged and started thinking about what is it that, what, 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 what times have I had in life that I really felt happy and what was it about those times that made me happy? And then kind of consolidating it down into what kinds of things I think contribute to happiness and to ultimate joy. And so there's a, an enrichment material on that. I just smile because that's a fabulous formula. You know, um, to go back and say, when was I truly happy? And a lot of people say things like at a birthday party. But why were you happy at that birthday party? It's not only the birthday party. It was because you were alive. People were remembering that you were important. And I think sometimes we forget that we're important, that we have a, a reason to be here and to honor ourselves. And, you know, sometimes you have to just have that opportunity to have that conversation. And with Zoom, I can have conversations with people like Brian Farr. You're listening to Brian Farr today, and I am so excited to tell you that you're going to get a copy of the primer that he was talking about because it's going to give you the opportunity to go more into depth about what peace really means and how you can attain it. Brian, you also said that the sun should rise for every child. Those are words that just ring into my heart. When I was a little girl, I said to my mother, I said, you know, my dream is that every child will be safe. And I said, wait a minute to myself, 25 years later, I thought, if we just had that one formula, every child would be happy. Let's just say happy, not safe, happy. We couldn't have war because they wouldn't be happy. We couldn't have yelling. We couldn't have all the things that make people miserable if every child's happy. It's kind of a, a stepping stone to the world I want. Yeah. It's interesting that in the Camp David Accords, they seem to be headed to failure until they started talking about their grandchildren. And providing a future for their grandchildren. And then the discussions took a different turn. So I, I think I think an important an important motivating factor for peace is looking to the children and wanting to provide something better for them. Oh Brian, that's so beautiful. I could just I could just stop and just think about the world that would make every child peaceful and healthy. I remember Dalai Lama said in a speech I saw once, he said <clears throat> If you don't want war anymore, have a picnic with grandparents, children, and their grandchildren. And when you look at each other and you're eating food and sharing the grass and the sun and the picnic table, all of a sudden, war seems so far away. And I hope it is going to be far away. I'm hoping that we have a world at peace. Brian, I always give my beautiful guests such as you, Brian, and I'm so grateful for your life. I'm so grateful for what you have contributed to the Rotary and to the Rotary Action Group for Peace in your primer. And Brian, I have two questions. One, would you like to make a, a last statement? And then I'm going to ask you about your new website. 
um, build peace, <laughs> go get it. <laughs> uh, I, I just encourage everyone to jump in and, and burn that uh, phrase uh, that you're not responsible for world peace, but you are responsible for your peace, to burn that into your heart and, to, and then to let it to govern your life. And, and as you start looking at that, life really does increase in richness and beauty and happiness. And uh, so... Peace does begin with me. And peace begins with me. Peace begins with Brian. And peace begins with just saying hello, even through your mask. Brian, tell yep. me about your new website. We have a website called Three Clicks to Peace. It's, a, it's an older website that we're redoing. And it has uh, it, it, it's meant to be a website that you can read the whole thing in about seven minutes. And it will never change. It, it's meant to be stable. Uh, and, and then the use of it is meant to... To, in spreading the word of it, it's meant to use all of the various social media platforms to make that happen, but have kind of a central anchor. And it has uh, three quick principles about how, about how you can empower yourself to be more impactful, how you can make that commitment to yourself, and, and, and how you can strengthen your own commitment, and then about uh, easy ways to engage others in helping them to find their peace of peace. Isn't that a beautiful dream? Easy ways to engage others to help them find their piece of peace. Piece of peace to me, P-I-E-C-E, -E, like it's a piece of cake. But it's not. You have to practice. Peace is something that you have to practice. And you'll feel the rewards inside. Um, I'll give you a way to do it. It's so simple. Let's suppose you're out shopping and you buy a cup of coffee and there's somebody standing behind you and you whisper to the salesperson and you say, I'm going to pay for the person's coffee behind me. But the, so uh, I'm just going to give you an extra couple of dollars. And it's called pass it forward. Just let that person behind you get that experience. I was in a gas station one time and this homeless man was counting out his money to buy breakfast. And I said, oh, put your money away. I have a credit card. Why don't I just buy your breakfast? He changed, he smiled, the clerk changed, the people who were buying gas changed. The entire gas station was happy. And all I did was say, put his $3 breakfast on my credit card. So be aware of opportunities to experience peace. Am I on the right path here, Brian? I think, I think totally. I think, I think just showing somebody a little kindness uh, can change the whole course of their day. Just, just, so, just in noticing them. Just to note, oh. There's something about that noticing. There's something about that. Um, because this COVID has really not allowed us to show our smiles and our friendliness. So I've been telling people, I'm really smiling underneath here. But then the other day I was in the post office, and I don't go very often, and this lady had on great shoes. I could see her shoes. So I said, you have on great shoes. So it doesn't. you just notice something that makes you notice it. And tell them that. Be, be present, right, Brian? Yeah, I was, I was not too long ago in the hospital with uh, somebody that was very dear to me, and they were in a great deal of pain. And <clears throat> as uh, they noticed a cleaning woman enter the room who looked uh, just burdened with heavy, heavy heart. And this person who <laughs> was so suffering looked at me and said, somebody needs to talk to her. She looks so burdened. And she said, and I, but I just, I just don't have the strength. And she kind of fell back on the bed, put her head back, closed her eyes for about 10 or 15 seconds, and then just kind of garnering all the strength she could, she opened her eyes and looked over at that, <clears throat> at that cleaning woman and said, hi, come on in. 
let's visit. And the, the cleaning woman, I mean, she just started to light up just because someone had noticed her, just because someone had done some kind kind of thing. And she, she came over to the bed and she was a different person. She was just, she went from sadness to just being full of light. And when she returned to her work, uh, she was light in, in her step and light in her work. And, uh, and she became, she, we, every time we saw her at the hospital after that, she was just smiling from ear to ear just because someone had noticed her. Right, and that is I'm bringing tears to my eyes. That came from the depth of you somewhere because all of a sudden I'm here sitting here talking about peace and crying because I know we can each bring joy to the world. Now, you're listening to me, not necessarily Bubbly Barbara, but Barbara with a heart. Barbara who believes that you can be part of this triangle of love, joy, and peace because we have it in us, but we have to find it. And you have to look for it sometimes. And when you find it, you will experience what Brian is talking about, the joy of making another person happy at this moment. Brian left us with a primer. You're going to get that when you come to our website. You can download it, print it, or just read it on your computer. He has a new click, three clicks, two piece, which is a seven minute read. And I think you're going to love it. You know, people like Brian are what the world has been waiting for. We've been waiting for somebody an elder, and you're not that old, but let's just call you an elder. An elder who will encourage us to become the persons that we know we can become. If I wouldn't have had my grandfather, I don't know if I'd be the peacemaker I am today. And I know that you can bring that peace to others. And so I'm Barbara Gon Mueller, and I'm gonna invite you to bring your friends together and to listen to Brian. Even if you do it on the phone, just have a conversation after you, all of you read, and listen to peacepodcast.org, then call each other on the phone or else get on Zoom and have a little talk about what did you learn today? What did Brian teach you? And what did Brian help you understand about yourself? It's you that I love. It's you. I feel like Mr. Rogers, he always said, you are my friend and it's you that I love. And I do love you, Brian. Thank you for being here today. Thank you. Thank you, my great pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for all the good you do in the world and your boundless energy. <laughs> oh, Brian, we could talk forever because it's just so it's much. It's a great lift, a great lift. It's, it's been fun. It's Thank a you. pleasure. I bless you. All right, everyone. With that, you can have this kind of conversation too. Don't make yourself a stranger. Watch peacepodcast.org. And remember, peace begins with me and you. And I wish you a very happy rest of 2021. And this is Barbara Gunn-Mueller saying bye-bye for now. And thank you. Thanks, Brian.